Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 48. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to have Frederick Bai from the Creative Magic Network here with us. Frederick is a radio host, writer, and creative entrepreneur who hosts the podcast The Frederick Bai Show and is also the founder of Creative Magic Network. Welcome, Frederick. I am so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I love it. I loved our conversation, by the way, on, on last time. I think you're a really, really nice person. I think we had a productive conversation on the, what's the excuse? Oh, definitely. And listeners, it will be in my show notes, but I was on Frederick's podcast. Yeah, you, you want Max's podcast that oh. his podcast is on the network. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a little confusing. <laughs> you're on the what's your excuse show. What's your excuse with Max Ivy? Yes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listeners, cool. hey, this is the Positive Productivity Podcast where it's not all about perfection. And I was on Frederick and Max Ivy's, well, more specifically, Max Ivy's podcast. The what? Help me out here, Frederick. What's your excuse show? What's your, <laughs> What's your excuse, excuse show? <laughs> with Max Ivy, known around the world as the blind blogger. He's blind. But he's an entrepreneur and he's blogging and he's doing the podcast. And I'm helping him out actually on his show. I'm the one who records the interviews and I kind of chime in here and there. So, and, and you morning, were on his show. And this morning I have no excuse. I'm just having temporary brain lapses, which I warned you <laughs> in our free chat happens from time to time. <laughs> it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. Oh, definitely. So Frederick, could you please tell us a little bit about your journey? And you, you don't have to be so little, but I'd love to hear about the journey that you have been on, how you started your career, how you wound up here, and maybe a little bit of personal background just to enlighten us. Yeah, sure. So you know, I was born and raised in a small town outside of Quebec City in Canada, uh, freezing Quebec, Canada. It's freezing right now. It's geez. Anyway. And I always kind of knew that I wanted to do my own thing, you know, and I always had this inherent need to express myself. Expression. That's my thing. Took me a while to figure it out, though. And, you know, the way it came about was by accident. And my first passion and pursuit of passion was to be a wrestler, to be a sports entertainer. And I got to the developmental territory of WWE, sort of the minor league, minor leagues of wrestling. And after a back injury during practice, I became a personal trainer. And for a short while, I was a financial advisor, but don't say it to anybody. But finally, I rechanneled my need for expression and I wrote my first novels to be published soon. And in the meantime, I discovered podcasting. And, you know, my it, it was for way for me, podcasting was a way for me to, you know, the, the end all be all is I wanted my own radio station, my own platform. But I also want to be a novelist. That's my real that's my heart and soul, my the expression of my heart and soul. And, and I really want to do that. And so I had to build a platform. So I started podcasting. And my unique experience in WWE's developmental territory gave me a foundation in the art of storytelling and public speaking. And once I started my podcast, I was addicted. You know, the podcast had different, you know, it changed. 
I started the Book Geek Unchained podcast. Then it became the Creative Magic Unchained podcast. <laughs> and now it's just the Frederick Bai Show. It's like, screw it. It's just, it's my name, the Frederick Bai Show. I can talk whatever. I think I can talk about whatever the heck I want. And in the meantime, I created the Creative Magic Network, and uh, which is now we are a bunch of, of podcasters on the same network. Basically, that's what it is. And yeah, and I, you know, it's cool because I interview best-selling authors, TED Talk speakers, business people like, you know, Corey Huff and Donna McDonald, Debbie Silver, Dundee Darling. I just uh, interviewed her from the Omega Institute. Uh, that's one of big. One, that's one of the big, big things. Uh, that was also William Arntz. I interviewed recently, so that that was that was uh, those are some of my most downloaded and listen to episodes, actually. And I use my particular journey, you know, uh, as a wrestler, personal trainer, financial advisor, to motivate my audience to bigger, richer life, basically. The purpose of my work is to bring joy to people around the world and at the same time help them tap into their inner potential. And so far, it is a fantastic experience. I'm learning every single day, and it's definitely a platform that I will use until I die, really, until I'm in my grave. I love writing. I love expressing myself. I love speaking. And, you know, no matter what the day is, what the day is like, speaking to all these different people always puts me in a positive frame of mind. You know, even if I'm tired or pissed off or, you know, whatever. And my motto is really to live with purpose, passion and love. That's usually how I, I end my my shows. So, oh, my gosh. A I bit absolutely about love that purpose, passion and love, because yeah. actually I've got I'm just looking at my words right now. Purpose is one of my words. Mine are purpose, positivity, and productiveness. But passion is on like a, a longer list that I have. So I definitely understand that. I was jotting some quick questions down because, as you know, this is not scripted at all. But you just loaded me up with so many ideas for questions to ask <laughs> you. The first mm -hmm. of which is with names like that coming on your podcast. I mean, these are well-known people. Can you give any advice? Maybe you learned it yourself. Let me back up a second. How did you go about reaching out to these people? Did they reach out to you? Did you have to sort of swallow or maybe swallow is not the right word. Where did the courage come from to ask them to be on your show? Or mm -hmm. did you have a lot of connections before you even tried? Well, see, that's the thing. After you start doing podcasting after a while, uh, publicists start to 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 contact you. And I, I, to be honest, I don't remember how I got in touch with the publicist, but she she got in touch with me or I got in touch with her. And she's like, look, he's here on my clients. And one of her clients, by the way, is Neil Donald Walsh. <laughs> so that, that I'm excited, but I, he's not available for interviews right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So she, we got in touch. And she's like, here's my list of clients. Tell me who you who you want to uh, interview. And they were they were in there. They actually were in there. And and another another actually two publicists. I, I, I got in touch with two publicists and it's really fun to do business with publicists because they send you a bunch of books. I send, I receive books now, you know, quite often and it's pretty cool. But through publicists, basically, I, I, I got in touch with those people. And actually, William Arndt, I was supposed to interview his wife. William Arnes, for those for, for those of you out there, it's he's the producer of What the Bleep Do We Know documentary. He's the one who created it, produced it. And I was supposed to interview his wife because he wrote a book with his wife, The Not So Little Book of Surprises. And his wife was not available that day, so I interviewed him instead. So that's how that's how it happened. You know, it's weird because I know people would like to have a specific way 
to get in touch with these people. To be honest, it it, kind of happens organically as you go along in podcasting, as you grow and you understand more about the business and, you know, you get more and more professional in, in your, in your work. For some reason, people reach out to you, you reach out to people and, and don't, and don't, you know, I get rejected too. I just got rejected last, uh, yesterday actually, which is fine. You know, it's, I'm not complaining about it, but I want to interview this big time. One of, one of my favorite authors of all time, and uh, through her assistant, you know, I they said no, right? So, and that's okay. I'm not complaining, but it's just, it happens. You know, you, sometimes you just got to reach out and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. You bring yeah. up a really interesting point though, because, well, a couple points. I have realized that I am not being more professional. I am just tweeting people and even asking them questions and establishing relationships through Twitter, because I'm finding it so much easier to get a response through Twitter than even through Facebook or email, because often the assistant does intercept somewhere in the middle. And even when I have gotten responses back from assistants, often it's not a no, but it's a, their calendar is too full right now. Can you write back in three months? I actually haven't gotten a no yet. And I don't say that to be boastful, but I would rather receive a no or a their calendar is too full right now check back in another three months than not having tried at all right yeah well that's the thing and to me when i say they didn't say no nobody told me no you know what i mean it's just they tell me exactly what you just said calendar is too full they're doing this project right now so they're out you know it's always it's never a no you know what i mean but i take it as a no (laughs) i take it like okay well Basically, what you're saying is no, because I'm not interviewing that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, well, you're on so. the Positive Productivity Podcast, so we're going to work mm-hmm. on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you manage all these books that you get? And I don't know what all these books, like what the quantity is of that. And how many books do you read at any given time? I know you're also writing your own. See how I like to like compound multiple questions into one? I am currently reading three or four books and I am trying so hard to get it down into one or only two books. So I can't imagine if I was getting them sent to me regularly by publicists. How do you handle that? Well, you know, to be honest, Kim, it's impossible to read all of this. It is like you said, writing. I read all, all, you know, I write my books and I can't say that I read every single book that that's not true, but I do read it's like you can get an idea of a book. You can get the idea of the book. And usually I read the parts that I'm going to ask questions, right? So let's say I read a part and man, I read a chapter and say, like, oh, this is, you know, I, it's, it, you know, it's fun because if I tell my mind or my spirit or whatever, okay, give me the right material for this interview. Give me the right, you know, I'll find it. I'll find material to talk about. That's not, that's not a problem. So it's very hard to read a book from cover to cover because we, we receive so many books. So that's what I do. And I read basically what I, what, what I want to read, what, what, what fascinates me. I might go to, to the table of contents and because nonfiction books, what's fun with nonfiction books is you don't have to read it. You know, it's, like a, it's not like a novel, right? It's not a, like a story. So what I do is, yeah, I go through the table of contents, then I might pick a title that appeals to me what uh, and then I'll, I'll read it and I'll, I'll go from there I, i'll just ask questions from there but li- like you said i mean i have books now I, i'm gonna start 
like I don't know where to put some of the books right now. Like I'm going to have to do something and get a bigger office or something because I'm starting to, you know, receive a lot of books. But yeah, that's kind of how I do it. It's just, you know, you're just one individual, you're one human being. And when you have a 400 page book written in really small letters, it's pretty darn hard. Usually these authors, I trust them. I trust what their knowledge, especially if it's known, you know, like Richard Barrett, right? I, I received the book from Richard Barrett. I interviewed him two weeks ago. You know, his book is an amaz- is amazing, but it, look, I can't read from cover to cover. A, I trust the author. I know he's no, because it's easy to find out about the authors because you can look at their videos, YouTube, their material, and, you know, they're well-known people. So, and their books are really professionally written and presented. So... Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, it's impossible. Just you just one individual. You can't just, and you don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to focus. You know, my my job, yeah, is to is to interview people, but but it's not my job to read everybody else's book because then I'm not focused on what I do. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. And you said A, but I'm gonna put B in there for you. You have a one month old baby, which throws another mix in to the whole yeah. picture. I mean you have to be taking care of your baby, plus you have your podcast, and you are also in the process of building your radio network. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. work that all out? And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about your network, but how do you work that all out with your newborn <sighs> and your wife and just finding time for everything? Well, I got a lot of help. I got, you know, my wife is is not working at the moment. So, you know, and I got a, her, uh, the baby's grandmother is here. So my my wife's mother is here. We have a lot of help, you know, and she, they take care a lot of, you know, they take care of the baby. And to be honest, I'm I'm lucky because they let me do my thing. A, I work from home. You know, I still train people here and there, but I mostly I work from home and they give me the space to work. I mean, I love to work. I don't like yesterday, like we were Sunday, right? I was at a cafe. just on my computer until like, you know what I mean? The e- in the evening, if I could have stayed longer, I, I would have. But I work all the time and I don't mind working all the time. And It's you know, a lot wh- easier when you love what you do, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, no. If you don't love what you do, forget about it. Don't be a podcaster. Don't be, don't do this internet thing. <laughs> if you don't love it, don't do this internet thing. You're going to go crazy and you're going to be bored. You're going to be frustrated. I think what's great about working for what we're doing is we talk about, we, we t- it comes from a place of passion, right? Because it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not just, you know, yeah, it's fun to, to make a little bit of money. Of course, you want to make the money. And you have to, right? Because we all have bills to pay. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a real passion for what you do, a message, something to share out there that is so strong that you have to do it, you have to express it, then it makes it a lot easier. You know, to be honest, sometimes I have to be pulled out of my office. You know what I mean? She has to pull me out of my office to, you know, because yesterday I was talking with my, my wife and she was like, and I, I was telling her, you know, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be really busy. I have a lot of interviews. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, just tell me when you're not busy because you always say you're, you're, you know, like I'm always busy. That's what basically what you're, that, that, that's what she's saying. So, and, but you know, I'm lucky because I think I get a good balance. You know, if we didn't have a good balance as a relate in a relationship, you it wouldn't, wouldn't work. Have a baby. Yeah. I wouldn't have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. No, but it's important because to me, you gotta have, you know, you don't want to just be working and then no, have no intimate life, no personal life, right? Because then there's a lack there. There's a, 
I don't know, it's not good. It's not healthy. And then, you know, at the same time, you can just, you want to be in a relationship, but you got to work too. You know, it's kind of, it goes hand in hand and it's very important to be balanced. And like I said, we got help. His grandmother is, is, is here. So she's helping us a lot. You know, like for example, if the baby doesn't sleep, there are some nights the baby just doesn't sleep. He goes, he goes into his grandmother's room you know, for the whole entire night. So she can sleep, I can sleep. So we're, now we're in the morning and we we are ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and she's, she's a lot more day. used to it too. She's, his grandmother is, she has a lot of experience. She knows how to make him sleep. You know, she sleeps. She doesn't have any problem, but we, it's our first baby. We don't know how, how this stuff works, <laughs> you know? Uh, so anyway. That, that, it gets easier. It really yeah, does. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> And by number five, sorry, listeners, don't mean to offend you. By number five, if you're planning on going that high, you start ignoring the five second rule or you just sort of forget about it. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, just right, I don't have right time now, to I walk see. to the sink every single time something drops yeah. on the floor. And chances <laughs> are it's in their mouth before I even get out of my chair anyway. So, <laughs> and you know what? That's what everybody tells me, right? That's what everybody tells me. At first, you, everybody, everything has to be has to be sterilized and everything, which is, I think, it's fair. But like you said, like, hey, man, if the thing drops on the on the floor, and and look, I'm running to the sink every every two minutes, you know. Nope, <laughs> not at all. And as an interesting side note, I just saw a post on Facebook either last week or the week before about how the FDA has banned or is changing the regulation on antibacterial soap, which I find very interesting because they claim that it's taking too many of the good germs. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a biologist or a scientist or anything like that, but it's taking too many of the good things off of our bodies so that we can't combat the bad, which I just find it very fascinating. Yeah. So we're we're talking a little bit pre-show and I just want to congratulate you for actually taking your first date with the baby this weekend. We have found that because my husband is also an entrepreneur, we have found that even taking midday dates, maybe even a late breakfast or early lunch has worked really well into our schedule. If we can't take an official date to, you know, an expensive restaurant, even just getting out to go for Bob Evans or something during the day works really true. well because it gets us both away from our computers, gets us away from the phone. Not saying that the smartphone's not there, but he seems to be really fascinated with watching me Skype to clients. I don't get it, but oh well. <laughs> so tell us about the Creative Magic Network. Yeah. Well, the Creative Magic Network was basically created because I wanted to combine, to unite positively oriented entrepreneurs and podcasters who have a message out there they want to share, right? And it's very important for, we want to win them on the positive. It's not a scandalous thing. It's not a scandal thing. It's not a gossip thing. It's not, it's really all about personal growth, creativity. I truly believe in living an inspired life. I think that's a life that most of us want to aspire to. And the goal, so right now we have five different hosts. And the goal at first was to have one show every single day. Right now we're at five shows and the goal, the end goal to all of this is to build a platform so that we want to become a radio station, you know, Creative Magic Radio. That's going to be, that's the thing. And we are already have our plans, how to get there, how much it's going to cost, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the podcast, you know, when I started last year, a little over a year ago, 
I mean, it grew very well. And it's not like I paid for advertising or anything. It's just, it, it grew organically, right? So the goal right now, you know, our, our, our fees are really low c- compared to other networks, obviously, because the network is still in its infancy. So for the podcasters, the, 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 the fees are very low right now. So, so that's what we're doing. I think it's all about, we want to turn into a talk show radio station, like maybe 70% talk and 30% music. And we're having a great time. It's, it's fun to hear people like Max who say, hey, man, I, I sold for the first time. I got royalties for my book like, since I started the show. You know what I mean? And it's all about providing people with, if you want to live an inspired life, listen to this show. Max Ivy, what's your excuse? But Max Ivy is all about personal growth, right? My show is all about living a creative life. We have Frankie Picasso's show. She's a socially conscious podcast. And she talks to companies and business people who are charity oriented, right? There are linked to charities and stuff like that. And we have Vanessa Mbamara. She's my co-host here and there. And she's an orphan. She has a great story. She's from Benin, uh, Nigeria. And she's also have a lot of charities. She's a digital marketing uh, specialist. And, you know, we also have Maura Sweeney on. And I'm very happy to have Maura Sweeney on because... She speaks all around the world. She's going to be in India soon. She's, she's going to Netherlands. And I actually <laughs> sent her an email yesterday. I said, hey, I need to, I want to get into the doing speeches, you know, because that's really one of the things I want to do. And I really want to pick her brain a little bit because she's really doing it. She's really, really doing it. And she's doing online courses. You know, she, she sent me her online course recently to review and it was a great course. I can't wait to share it with uh, the people, with the world, really, because I think it's a great course on how to take control of your thought life, take control of your, you know, find purpose, meaning in your, in your life. And yeah, so she's on the network too. Her podcast is, is really good. It's a very short podcast she has. It's like 13 minutes usually. It's all about inspiration. It's all about intuition and, and just living a purposeful, happy life. Her motto, you know, her podcast is titled Living Happy Inside and Out. And, she, and she's really, she's been named the ambassador of happiness. And that's not the name she's given herself. That's the name that other people have given, him, have given her. So, well, I'm very happy to have her. It's, it's very incredible so far. I love that. The ambassador of happiness. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a favor, please? Can you send that link over so we can include that in the show notes? Plus, I'm really curious, I have to admit, Which link? to her course, if it's available for well, it's, others. Well, it's not purchase. available yet. See, that's the thing. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, no, no, actually it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Don't Fabulous. Worry about and yeah. all the links that we're talking about, listeners, can be found in the show notes, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP048. Again, PP048. And those will be available as soon as you are finished listening. So it's a radio network. And I didn't even think to ask when I was on with you and Max last week. Well, it's going to be a radio network. right? Okay. Now it's, a network. it's a podcast network for now. All right. <laughs> because it just occurred to me, oh, my gosh, was this live? <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't live. But that. that's the thing. So that's the thing. We're going to be live, though. So that's the thing. We, we won't have to. What's great with having a radio station and you have you have the freedom to put to do live shows or not. You can do live shows whenever you want, you know? And, but yeah, in the near future, I would say, I would say if things go well within the next three to six months, we would like to have our radio station up and running. So we'll, okay. see. we'll see how it goes. I share the same sentiment as you, actually. I would love to be a speaker, but I do have that fear of getting on stage and stumbling over my words. Listeners, if you haven't listened to it yet, 
somewhere in the first 20-ish episodes, there is actually a blooper reel. Honestly, as of the time of this recording, I am still compiling that. But seeing as it is the Positive Productivity Podcast, I don't want you to think that everything is always perfect. So I've compiled a show full of bloopers for you to enjoy and laugh at. (laughs) And that is my fear about getting on stage because I do get tongue twice. Yeah, I just did it. See, I do get tongue tied from time to time. It's- well, I think, I think after doing it for a while, you know, you you're gonna get used to it. And sometimes you you have to understand when you get tongue tied, it's just when you're live, it's like it's supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Like you should see that it's supposed to happen. Kind of just move move on. I I think sometimes we think we get tongue tied and the audience doesn't hear it. You know what I mean? And then we overanalyze and it just happens even more. I have to share a quick story with you, especially since you're a dad. Last night, my son came into my office and he saw me editing an episode and he asked me, mom, can I try? And I figured I could undo anything that he did. Well, he got the headphones on and he was even a rougher critic than me. And he was editing one of the very first episodes that I ever recorded (laughs) Because I started recording about four months before the podcast launched. So I still have early episodes that I'm still putting out. And he says, Mom, I've heard some of your episodes. You do not say um and like and you know and all those things like I hear right here. And he was being so critical, but it was so awesome watching him, my soon-to-be 11-year-old, actually working the editing tool. And he was doing a fantastic job, but it took him half an hour to get through a minute of editing because that's how critical he was being. He was trying to take people's breaths out. And I had to tell him, Robert, people need to breathe. (laughs) You can't take their breath out because then it's going to sound unnatural. So that's just one of those things, not that you do your editing, but I love how kids try to get involved in any way that I can. Well, you you, you got yourself an editing specialist, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? He said, how much are you going to pay that new editor? He's like, I'll take it instead of chores. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, for, for the um thing, and, and I understand what he's saying, but I think that in the beginning for me, I used to do that too. I take every breath out and I'll take the um out. And, but I think in the end, look, in my opinion, it has to be natural. When, when, you know, if you listen to other podcasts and especially successful podcasts, I think a lot of them, they have those um, and not that not or they're not overdone. But I think I, I think that's what podcasting is. It's not radio really in that it's more natural. Like I don't I think the podcast audience, they want good stuff, but they also want it to be more like we're having a conversation. I'm sorry. Personable. Yeah, there you go. Personable. Yeah. So he left my computer and he went and played video games or whatever and came back maybe only 10 minutes later when it was no longer his turn. And he saw that I had gotten through another 10 minutes of editing. And he said, how did you do that? And I said, well, because I'm not so critical. Mm -hmm. And I meant it in the best way. He's like, good for you. Now, can I try again? And I said, no, go have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So who were your inspirations or who inspired you, maybe I should say, in this journey? Because there are a lot of great people out there to learn from if you're not quite in that headspace that you are. So I'd just love to know who you may have looked at. Well, okay. So it's very funny because I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, right? 
And I'm, I'm still a wrestling fan. And there's this podcast, The Art of Wrestling, Cocobana. I, I listen to that podcast all the time. And, you know, the guy is not necessarily a famous wrestler. He's not on the big stage. He's never been on any interviews. People are not famous oftentimes or famous sometimes. And I really found myself listening to him all the time. And I was like, why do I like him? Why do I like this person? Why do I listen to this podcast? Right. And that was long before I thought about having my own podcast. So and I, I, I was like, oh, I know why. Because he, it's all about the story of the individual. Everybody has a fascinating story, right? Everybody has a, a story, basically. And I found myself getting interested in people's stories, even though I didn't like him. Not like him, but know him, right? So when I started my podcast, I basically modeled my podcast after his. You talk a little bit in the beginning, you say what you got to say, you know, advertise what you got to advertise. And then you get on with the interview. So th this is what I was doing. And I was interviewing uh, people in my entourage, you know, people, uh, people that I knew, you know, and before interview, starting interviewing authors and stuff like that. So and people like that. So he's definitely one of them. Another one uh, that I like, another one of the podcasts that I like is Rich Dad Radio. Robert Kiyosaki. I like his expressions. I, sometimes he goes into rants. And <laughs> just, his expressions are really, really uh, funny. And, and I use them. Can't lie. And yeah, I think those two are my main influences on how to, to build a podcast, how to model a podcast. Yeah, I would say these two. I like to use wrestling, wrestling catchphrases too. I love wrestling. I love especially old school wrestling. And back then you had like great catchphrases, you know, and I think that are forgotten. And I'm like, hey, I'm not in the wrestling business. I can, I can say whatever heck I want. I can do, you know what I mean? Like my audience is not necessarily a wrestling audience, so they don't know that I'm getting inspiration from, inspiration from wrestling. So, <laughs> And if you are, good for you. Actually, I grew up in a family with two sisters until my parents had an awesome oops when we were a little bit older and finally brought a brother in who was very much into wrestling. But mm -hmm. I never watched any wrestling until after I got married to my husband. And I can't even say it's wrestling. You'll have to correct me, but he's a UFC fan. Yeah, it's not wrestling. It's not the same right. thing. Mixed martial arts or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that whole industry is out of my knowledge base. However, <laughs> I would like to touch on your injury only because my husband went through a back injury as well when he was in the Air Force. He really loved what he was doing. He was Air Force structural maintenance man. I might be getting the title wrong, but he ended up rupturing a couple vertebrae and it changed his life probably forever. I know it's not what you were planning on doing it, but how did you get past your injury mm. in positive light? Yeah. Well, okay. So what happened is I was in wrestling and I was doing pretty good, but I, it's funny because I was not really happy. I was just, I don't know. I was lonely. I, I it was the business was, was not what I thought it would be. So to make a long story short, I uh, practiced, got, in, got my, uh, injured my back. Uh, I had back issues for a long time, even at that, at that time. And I knew this injury was serious. Came back here in Montreal. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. It's where I would be wrestling and came back here in Montreal. And I, how did I get back? First of all, it was like a relief having this injury because for the first time in my life, I had to stop and look at myself in the mirror and, and okay, what do you really want to do? Like, what do you really, really, really want to do? Like, what's your purpose in life? You know, I didn't have the excuse of, oh, I'm just, I'm feeling, you know, bad. So I'm just going to wrestle. You can't do that anymore. So you got to, you got to look at yourself right in the mirror. And I was kind of happy that I got my injury for that reason. And what happened with me is my disc 
uh, you know, there's this jello in our disc and it kind of popped out. Right. Just, you know, and it was really like I could barely walk. And stupidly, I went to the gym and it was not a good idea. I, I worsened the injury by going to the gym. I should have just rested it. I got sciatic nerve damage mm-hmm. and it was really, really, really not good. <laughs> and physio twice a week. And, you know, it's really funny because what happens with these types of injuries is the hip then becomes, you start to have hip problems too. Yes. You know? And, and you get shooting pains down your legs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Is that, that's a sciatic nerve. Yep. And I was like, I couldn't walk for like 10 minutes. You know, I love to walk. I love to go into the forest and walk, but I could do that for, for like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes. And it's funny because I, and I kind of shout out to, you know, the new universe. Okay. I, I, what can I do? Cause I did the physio thing. I did all these therapies, all these, all this stuff. And I remember coming back from a short walk, <laughs> five or 10 minutes. And I opened television and there was Dr. Ozan and they were talking about back problems and they were like, Okay, what you what you can do to uh, kind of uh, release the pressure of the vertebrae on the disc, you know, because you gotta release the pressure, right? You, you you just sit upside down on your couch. You have your you have your head upside down, basically, right? And I did that, and I'm telling you, like two days later, it was like, oh wow, like it's like the hip goes back into place. And two days later, I've never I I I I, I was able to walk for like more than ten minutes. Like it was like. I don't want to say it was a miracle, but it was pretty darn close to it. And another thing that really helped me was yoga. I got more flexible. I did yoga three times a week. I bought a DVD, you know, and, and like 20 minutes a piece. Sometimes I would do it more than three times because once I saw st- when I started to see the results, it was, you know, you just do more of it. And that really, really, really helped me. That really, really helped me. Uh, yoga and and that that just sitting upside down <laughs> really helped me. I'm gonna have to make sure my husband listens to this episode. And sweetie, I'd love to see you do yoga. So sign us <laughs> up for a course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, yoga is is really good. No, know? I mean it in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually have a new studio here in our town that I've been wanting to go to. So maybe this is what we need to do for both of us. And looking back at my life, when I lost my job as an interior architect. It's the best thing that could have happened in my life Mm. because the same here. I was not happy in my job. It's not where my passion was. It was my high school dream, but I'm sure you can relate. Things change. And I was doing it because I thought that was the course that I had to take. Mm -hmm. So all things happen for a reason. Sometimes they're unfortunately injuries, but they do happen for a reason. Yeah, me too. It was definitely, I was obsessed with wrestling. You know, I was a wrestling guy. All I knew was wrestling. So I don't think that's healthy sometimes because when you just become this one thing, then what if that one thing, like what happens when you're no longer that thing? You know what I mean? When you don't, you no longer do that, that thing, who are you then? And I want to find out who I was. Oh, absolutely. Are you familiar with Bo Eason? No, I don't know. Okay. Is he an author? He may be an author. He is a former football player who played for, I can't remember what team. However, his dream was to be the best starting back. See, I haven't watched football in about forever. But when his football career, his professional football career was ended due to injury, he really didn't know what to do because he was afraid that if he pulled the same moves that he had been pulling on the field, off the field, that he would be arrested. 
you know, for entering <laughs> people. Yeah. So he ended up deciding he wanted to go into acting. And now he is a speaking coach, which I found to be a very coincidental parallel to what we are talking about. So I will definitely send you a link through Skype when we are done chatting. And for you yeah. listeners, you'll be able to find that in the show notes. But yeah, it's a very fascinating story. He has a very fascinating story. And I recommend yeah. even looking up one of his speeches on YouTube just so you can hear that whole story. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd love to. Frederick, tell, tell us about your novels that you are writing. Because they're novels, unless I'm wrong, those are fiction, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, there are no nonfiction novels, right? Novels are always for fiction. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like a dumb yeah. here, but. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. So when somebody, me, brings you back on to discuss your books, then I will have to read the whole novel because mm-hmm. as we were talking earlier, like you can't just skim as yeah, easily yeah. through. Yeah. But tell us about your novels and when you hope to publish them. Well, I'll publish them next year maximum. I really hope so. My novels are basically, it's a mix between, uh, it's all about finding love and finding finding one's life's purpose. They're a mix between Paolo Coelho and Henry Miller. For those of you who are not familiar, Paolo Coelho is very, you know, spiritual type fiction, like The Alchemist, right? And Henry Miller, he's more raw. Henry Miller is, is one of my, another one of my favorite authors. Henry Miller is an old author from the 30s and he speaks like, he tells it like it is. He talks about his sexual endeavors with, you know, just, and also with just interaction with life and, and, you know, so it's a mix of that. It's a mix of spirituality, a little bit of eroticism and action. And it's really something that I wish, I want people when they close the book to say, hmm, I can do more with my life. Yes, I was entertained. Yes, I was, <gasps> but I can do more with my life. You know what I mean? If the character can do it, then I can do it. Hopefully that's what will happen. This I love is what it. the book. Are you going to be self-publishing? Yeah, I, I I explored the traditional publishing. I'm not satisfied with it. I'm not happy with it. It's very slow. It's very you know. It takes a year and a half to two years. I don't feel I have enough control. Traditional route, self-publishing route. I have 100% control. Maybe I like a hybrid between both. But right now, all that's left to do is I have three books written, two novellas and one novel, and. All that's left is the final editing and they're good to go. And I'm going to go from there. I really, you know what my dream is, Kim, is really, I want to sit down and write. I want to put out, you know, it's like you go to these libraries or to these places sometimes and you see like, maybe not Nora Nora Roberts level, but like you see these authors, they have a bunch, you know, they have so many books there. Like Paolo Coelho, he has so many, he just like, he has a row (laughs) for himself, right? With all these the novels he's written, and I, I really want to do that. I, I think I want, I want to be a novelist, and I want to do this radio thing. And, and even maybe what? Maybe one day maybe we'll have Creative Magic TV. Who knows? <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday, but yeah, this is what my novels are all about. And hopefully by next year they'll be they'll be published. That's awesome. And Creative Magic TV would be pretty awesome as well. So, <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah. Yeah. What were the last nonfiction and fiction books that you read in their entirety? Well, nonfiction, actually, I have it in front of me. It's an investment book. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be <laughs> of interest for anybody, but it's The Demographic Cliff by Henry, Henry, uh, Harry Dent. He's, I'm subscribed to his newsletter. That's the last one I read. Other than that, uh, what was the second one you said? A fiction book. Fiction was, um, this lady I interviewed was, by Adriana Gavazzoni. Jeez, I forgot the name. It's uh, Behind the Door. 
It's like it's kind of an erotic mixed with murder mystery kind of novel. Ooh, uh, that was the last one. Did your wife read it when you were done? I'm sorry. I was joking. I said, "Did your wife read it when you were done?" No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the last? One? I'm looking in my library right now. What was the last fiction I read? Uh, fiction, fiction. Before that, what was the last fiction I read? Hmm. If you haven't read it, I definitely have to recommend Life's Golden Ticket by Brendan Burchard for a fiction really? book. Yep. Really? What is it? What is it about? Taking Life? a look at your past so you can make the most of your future. I can't really say any more than that, but it is fiction, which coming from Brendan Burchard, you may be a little bit surprised. I mean, he's written The Charge and Motivation Manifesto and others, but this book is so much more than just a fiction book. And considering I'm a mom of five, I think it will mean a lot when I say I read it in a day. I read it in six hours on Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I told my husband, you have to read this. And my husband is not a reader. On social media, he does not read. Well, he took it to work with him the next day. And I guess it was a slow day at work. He works retail during the day. So Mm -hmm. he texted me by early afternoon and said, I read it five hours. Who can I give it to next? Mm. Oh, really? Great. Yep. Wow. Okay. I'll I'll take that. Life's golden ticket. Okay. You know know what? You know why I write the style that 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 I write is because... And I don't know if you feel that way. Maybe men and women feel different about that way, but about that. But, you know, it's like I read Paulo Coelho and I don't know if you read like 11 minutes book, right? It's about a prostitute, right? And I just feel like sometimes they don't go far enough. It's like, okay, well, they start kissing and boom, they go to the next scene. But just, I don't know, just give it, like, give more, give it, give more to me, give it to me. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why I I write the type of books I write. I like to go a little, little, Make make them a little edgier. And this is what I found in Henry Miller's books. Henry Miller is not for everybody. It's not like a regular novel. It's fiction, but it's not like a novel. It's just the guy is just writing what what pops out of his head, basically. <laughs> and that's what makes him great, I think. But I think you and I like the same kind of books with, with purpose and, and a little bit of spirituality in it. You know, did you read The Alchemist? I have not, but it is on my list. And I'm actually disappointed that I forgot to add it to my cart because I have a shipment of books coming today. You know, I have a shipment of books coming today after I just said that I'm already reading four or five and I'm trying to get it down to two. I just couldn't pass up. Mm-hmm. I have to say everybody and their mother has been telling me to read Think and Grow Rich, which I, I have read not oh, yeah. read yet. Oh, you didn't read it? Every no. successful person that I've known that I don't know that you read about has read that book. <laughs> I know. So maybe once it comes today, maybe that will be my ticket. You know, first podcast sponsors, hint, hint, just kidding. <laughs> and speaking engagements, but it will be here via the mail today. And I am thrilled to actually get started. So reading well, one or two books life. a month or reading one or two books at a time can wait until 2017. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like to focus on one book. And sometimes, you know, what I found out for me, books find me like I don't find them. The books I usually read in the entirety is because they found me. And once I start reading, I, I got to go. I, I got to keep going. You know, sometimes I buy books and you know, I read like the first chapter or whatever. And I'm like, OK, you know, not now. It's not the time. And then I might go back to them like six months or a year later and read them in their in their entirety. Oh, so. absolutely. Can you think of a book? That fits into that? Stephen King, I think, which one? Uh, Cujo, what's the other one? Where's the, 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 the other one that everybody's... Uh, Pet Cemetery. that's one of them. 
even the intelligent investor, well, that's an investment book by Benjamin, Benjamin Graham. Oh, there are so many. There are so many. Interview with Vampire. You know, I have this one in front of me. I got to read that one. That one has been popping up in front of me for the, for the last few months here. Oh, I'm there looking are, there are so myself many. trying to chime in, but <laughs> nothing is popping I, I, I still have Grey, you know, the, the last uh, Fifty Shades of Grey book. <laughs> okay. I was going to bring that up when you were talking because I think that is a commonly misconceived, am I making up words here? series of books where people who haven't read them think that they are pure porn. And as you were saying before, there's more than just the Mm -hmm. sexual relations that go on in those books because there is a backstory. No, there is a backstory. And I read the the first with the first, I didn't read the three books. I just read the first one, which is uh, the first, the first one, there's like a sex scene every, like, you know, every two chapter. Pages. Yeah, every two pages. So, okay. You know, after a while, it's like, okay, you know, and it's very, I, I think it's very for women. Like, personally, I read it because I wanted to know why, why it was so popular. And then when the last one came out in June of last year, which was gray, like the, the, from the male perspective, I didn't finish it yet. But yeah, I might, I might finish it someday. But uh, again, it, you can, it's good. It's all right. It's, I understand why it's popular, especially with women. You know, yeah. but, I've only read the first two because I was oh, sort of okay. the same. And then I moved on and maybe I'll go back. I'll go back when the other movies come out because I won't see the movie without reading the book first. And I mm. am interested in how they convert it. The right, same with the right. Harry Potter movie, movies. I wouldn't watch the movie until I had read the book. Oh, right. I, I couldn't read Harry Potter. I, I read the first one only because, again, I wanted to know why it was so popular. What, what, what was the bug? But. I, I can't. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I gotta have realism in my in my novels. This is what I like, <laughs> you know. And oh, and I have the Fountainhead me. sitting on my shelf that has yet to be read as well. So the, the Fountainhead f- and the Alchemist, both of those, I need mm. to read. Fountainhead. I've never heard of that. Oh, wait, one. no, I'm not. The, I've read the Fountainhead. Sorry, Atlas Shrug. I've read the Fountainhead. It's about an architect, but I only read it because I was an interior architect in my past life. So mm, okay. I had to reread it because that was a long time ago that I read it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I want to circle back around to podcasting. <laughs> yeah, sure. People approach you, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. who are considering starting a podcast and they really don't know where to start or if they're going to start. What are some of the most common hangups that really don't have to be hangups, but they're allowing them to be? Hang-ups, you mean that people are afraid of? Yes, and, that they're afraid of and are just causing them to delay their yeah. launch. Um, I, I think one of them is, you know, finding guests. You know, why, why would people want to be on my show? Yeah, I think that's one of them. I don't think they should be afraid of that. I think most, not most authors, all authors or musicians and all that, they want to be interviewed because it's promoting their stuff. It's promoting their work. And one more podcast, one more place to to promote. You know, we need podcasts. We need these really these these platforms to so that we can have we can reach more people. So that you can help reach more people. I think they're afraid that. Yeah, I think it seems to me that they're afraid that they won't be able to commit. And why would people want to be on my show? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I was in that same boat. Mm-hmm. But then I and just started putting to. myself out there and saying, hey, do you want to come on? And I, I would just get a huge smile on my face and sort of jump in my chair when I got yeses back. And then I stopped being afraid to ask. 
Yeah, of course. And of course, if you ask a hugely famous person, you're going to run into their assistant and say, I am not available. That, that's okay. That's normal. You know, it's okay. It's normal and it's okay. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I'm hoping to have an assistant who does that soon for myself because even I, and you may very well be in the same boat, have a tendency to overcommit sometimes on my calendar. And then I try to figure out where I'm going to fit in everything else I need to do. So there needs to be a balance somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like recently, it's funny you asked me that because somebody asked me to give him some podcast training, you know, I just put, Hey, you know, I'm going to give you some podcast training. I don't mind. It's, it's, it's not hard to start a podcast. It's really not hard. And it, what's great about it is it's not very expensive also. You just need a, need a good mic and to be in a closed room, you know, and, and, and a computer and that's it. You're set, you know, so you pay your hosts, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever. <laughs> and that's it. You, you got it. You know, what scared me the most was getting onto iTunes and I was so Why? surprised at how easy it was. Oh yeah, it is easy. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, it the, is super the most easy. Difficult part was really recording the episode, which wasn't difficult after I took out the fear of actually getting in front of the microphone mm-hmm. and editing it. But as far as getting it up on hosting and then submitting across the networks, that was a half hour process tops and bang, there it goes. Hello world. Welcome yeah. to the Positive Productivity Podcast. I'd love your feedback. And, and with he, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all you got to do is upload your RSS feed to different platforms too. And it doesn't, it's great. Technology is great. It just automatically shares your content. Like I ju- we just got on Spreaker recently, Creative Magic Network, and I love Spreaker and I, I'm giving them a free plug. I don't care. Uh, it's, I love it. I really love it because it's so easy to share like on SoundCloud and, and now YouTube. YouTube, I, I started a YouTube channel like at the beginning of the year. It took me like, no kidding. One hour episode was like maybe four, it took four hours because you got to you gotta download it and upload it. And, you know, but with Spreaker, it literally takes like three minutes to share. So. Okay. Can you explain Spreaker some more for people like me? Well, actually, I have a free account because I don't really understand what it is. And I only signed up because somebody said to, I have to admit that's why, but I do my hosting through Libsyn and I don't know if I, like, I don't know if that's even what Spreaker does and I don't know what the benefits are. So Spreaker for me, the the benefit is normally you, you can get on iHeartRadio after you get 100 followers. That's another platform, great platform, iHeartRadio. And that's one of the main reason, reasons why I am on Spreaker is because we got on Spreaker a week ago. Uh, yeah, a little over a week ago, officially on Spreaker with a plan because we want to get on, on iHeartRadio and we can, you can only do it to Spreaker. Spreaker is basically a platform like Blog Talk Radio or, or you can do live shows, you can do, you have your own recorder and then you have a bunch of, uh, again, sharing. You can share it on, on uh, YouTube and you can create your own radio station on Spreaker also. And, you know, you can broadcast live. It's a lot more flexible. They have a lot of opportunities and options to, to, broad, to broadcast, basically. And, and it's just one more big platform to be on. It really, it really pays off to be on multiple platforms. You know, sometimes if you have two or three hours to kill, just go in a cafe and, and check out, you know, where Google, where to upload my podcast, you know, and, and, and upload them. And say all they require is their RSS, RSS feed. A lot of them are free. But uh, Spreaker, 
I'm going to open it up actually right now. It's and basically. I have done that Google search. Every yeah. person who is considering a podcast definitely needs to do that search. When oh, should yeah. I upload my podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of big, big guys are on Spreaker, you know, and Spreaker has its own app too. Basically, we got on it because we want to A, to be in a, on another platform, B, to get on, on iHeartRadio. And I mean, the first plan starts at five bucks, five dollars, and you have like a hundred hours worth of content that you can have, you know, on it. So it is more than enough. It's really more than enough. Five dollars? Uh, I didn't even month. realize that. I, I feel yeah, like I was month. being stingy now because I stuck with the free one. No wonder they're telling me my memory is full. I know what I'm doing this <laughs> afternoon now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's five dollars a month, and after you get a hundred followers, you can get on iHeartRadio. And right now, just this morning, we were we, we got on last week on Spreaker, and we're at thirty six followers right now. So we're almost at, we're almost one third there. We want to get on iHeartRadio as quickly as we can. <laughs> All right, well, so, ping me that link, and I will make sure that it's in the show notes. But you'll reach a hundred before this episode goes out. But I will make sure to give you thirty seven as soon as we are done recording here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, okay. Frederick, this has been entirely, I don't even know what to say, full of so much valuable information and golden nuggets and all that good stuff. Where can listeners find you? I know you have the podcast, you have a website, but where can they find you to connect and learn more and collaborate in the future? Frederickby.com. Frederick with a C, buy like bye-bye.com. Everything is there. All the podcasts are there. Social media is there. Just everything about me is there. It's really that simple. It really is that simple. That's awesome. That's <laughs> why you uh, stopped changing the name of your network and stuck with your name. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I, I really want to do because, you know, I've learned it and I, I've learned this through learning about the business of, of uh, being an author. You know, because they say, you know, do you, do you brand your business or do you brand your name? And I know this Hey House representative said, you better brand your name because in the future, if you want to change, then your name does, you know, your name is your name, but you can change, you can morph into something else. You have the freedom to morph into something else. This is why my show is the Frederick Bai show. So, yeah. I absolutely agree. However, so. it's not going to become the Kim Sutton show as far as I know. I love positive productivity and <laughs> what I'm doing. So, Sure. Who knows? Maybe there will be a the Kim Sutton, well, Kim Sutton show in the future. I can't even imagine what I talk about there because <laughs> you listeners already hear more than you probably should on this show. Just go back through some of the odd number episodes to find stories of what goes on in the Sutton house in real life. Well, thank you again, Frederick. And it's been awesome. Well, thank you very much. And listeners, you can find the show notes again at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp048. Hey, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to share with others, please feel free to do so. I'd also appreciate your comments, your reviews, your ratings. And you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher, or even by clicking through to my website at thekimsutton.com and just leave a comment down below the podcast. I also want to invite you to send me questions at any time that I can address on one of the future episodes. To send me a question to address on a future episode, just visit my website at thekimsutton.com and click on the contact tab at the top. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I wish you a day filled with positive productivity.